Talk Recorded live. Well, yes, recorded live for the 361st time. Chuck Bartok here with You Can Build It, Your Business, a talk show that we started many years ago to uh, talk about how to grow, start, implement, and uh, just have, have the fun of having a business, which really is fun. Uh, it has nothing to do with quitting your job. Uh, in fact, most of us who have been, I don't even want to call it entrepreneur, who, who have primarily been in business and not enjoyed the fruits of a payroll, per se, other than the payroll you write yourself through several corporations. But um, th- th- there's there's a lot more responsibility involved. And, uh, of course, you're assuming risk. And by assuming that risk, it doesn't always go your way. I know that very well. I've had a, a couple of uh, Big upsets. Uh, it only took six to eight, ten months to get back in the saddle and go again, and that's pretty much true with the friends that I hang out with in, in our history. We're joined today, right now, hopefully with more people. Perry Chalmers. Perry, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself again, and uh, um, you know, have at it. Hey, um, it's great to be back. Uh, uh, my name's Perry Chalmers. I'm the uh, middle-aged. Uh, Canadian uh, veteran, um, just retired recently from the military, and uh, you know, as I said last week, I'm working on branding myself a bit and getting my message out a bit. Mm-hmm. What I remember very well a lot of the things that we discussed, and, and and this is really good. What have you just you know you can not tell me or not tell us. Uh, what have you done in the last week to help effect that branding, Perry? Um, basically, I'm just uh, active, okay. as active as I can be on social media. Okay. Um, you know, um, posting things, uh, you know, talking a bit about myself, um, blogging, um, although I didn't put a post up this week yet, um, you know, uh, kind of stuff like that, a bit of networking, um, you know, uh, I, I don't even remember how the conversation you and I had on, I think it was Twitter that started it. Mm-hmm, right, um, it was on Twitter. Uh-huh. Oh, no, sorry, it was G+. It was a... Oh, uh, that's was good. Google Plus. Plus one. Yes, on that lovely lady who had the, the comment that we both shared the same thoughts on. That's right. Yeah, Emily Hill, I believe. El- Emily Hill, and, yes. And we should have brought her on, too, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, well, you extended the invite. And, right. I mean... Obviously, she's a bit shy or whatever, but right. um, that's okay. And uh, it just so happened, like, you know, you extended the invite last week, and uh, I came on, and we had a good chat, and, you know, and then uh, it's sort of just, I figured I'd drop by this week, and then you invited me on again, and it was like, so here I am. Good, good. You know, you, you brought up an interesting thing. We met through both of us effectively using social media. I always emphasize the word effectively. And and there's one thing that stuck out at me. Now, Google Plus has changed since its inception. In fact, there was a time not too long ago where I preferred to be on Google Plus rather than Facebook because I found myself engaged more closely with people who expressed ideas that I felt were valid. 
that's a polite way of saying that they seemed to me to be a little bit uh, above average. Okay, and you know, I'm more not intelligent. Trying, yeah, well, I you know, more intelligent. See, that's a, we can spend a lot of time on intelligence because uh, <laughs> intelligence is something that we're used to seeing being rated by a number, right? Yep. Well, I've never really given a diddly squat about that because, to me, intelligence has an awful lot of, of uh, emphasis on, on experience and common sense, okay? Yep. Uh, you know, I see young people, you have middle-aged people who've come out of uh, uh, education systems, and uh, I've seen their grade point averages and, and so on and so forth. And when I sit down and interview them, I do not see much intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and in other words, that's my interpretation, of course, and I'm not damning anyone, but uh, it's the way I look at things that, uh, well, if you're, you know, you're looking for somebody to be on your team, you're looking for certain things that uh, are important to you. But anyway, the... Uh, on Google Plus, we used to get into great dialogues, which was evidenced by what you and I did on Emily's site, little post there. Yeah. And um, what I like about Google Plus is there's no advertising bombarding me every minute. Uh, nobody's tracking me on Google Plus and throwing out it just because I w- went to um, a store yesterday and looked at a widget. It's amazing to me because I possibly may have bought the widget or not. Um, the next day on Facebook, that widget's in front of my face again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Google Plus is still pristine, and maybe it's that pristine site that has ha, that has it has had it lose flavor. What, what are your opinions about Google Plus? Um, actually, I started with Google my first real social media experience was Google Plus. Okay. Um, And I generally have found um, the conversations uh, on Google Plus to be more, um, I guess, polite, Mm -hmm. more uh, mentally invigorating. Good. And, and, and more of a an actual discussion rather than, you know, you suck because of this or right. you're <laughs> yeah, the, the invectives, the invectives, the constant bombardment of you don't know what you're talking about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I've been on Google Plus for uh, about two years now, maybe Good. a bit more. Good. And uh, I I started. My blog is on Blogger, which is okay. Google. Right, it's a um, Google product, sure. Right. Yeah, and uh, although I'm looking at um, changing things up a little bit, and then uh, I I started with Twitter, mm-hmm. although I've had a Twitter account for a while, like mm-hmm. several years. Um, I never really used it until right. recently, mm-hmm. and then uh, just uh, not that long ago um, to connect with. Uh, a lot of my uh, friends who I served with. Oh wow! I I got involved with Google or uh, Facebook because uh-huh. a lot of right. people that I served with are all on Facebook right. or Crackbook. Sure. So, and uh, and 
and that's really right now the only reason why I use Facebook. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's it's really funny because uh, I tend to, although it's all me, I have a slightly different approach to each of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, Facebook I use mostly for uh, family, right? Really, cl- really close friends. Like I said, people that I've served with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, um, jokes that I find funny that I want to share with those. Sure. People. Sure. And then Google Plus is more um, talking about my blog, talking about uh, some of the products that I work on for SmiteWorks and Fantasy Grounds, mm-hmm. um, a little bit about my writing that I'm, you know, picking up and getting into. Good. And, and, and Twitter um, is more about me uh, commenting on. Um, what I see is the issue for the day or a social issue that I see. So that's right now how I'm approaching it. I'm okay. not sure if it's the right way. Well, you know, uh, what, what you just, I, I, you know, I'm obviously not an expert. I've just been hanging out. But what you just described, I think, is the most clear and concise difference of the three medium, three mediums. And People now, as you mentioned on Facebook, you're talking to friends and family, and that would be through your profile, okay? Yeah. You know, as who you are, Perry Chalmers, and you know, and you may have. I need to look and see, but the other thing that Facebook does offer us is the page concept, and a page can be you, but you as a business person. Yeah. Okay. And and in reality, some some successful people actually have and present two slightly different personas as, you know, number one, the family side of Facebook, the friends, the relatives, the the guys, uh, you know, that you served with. And then the other side is the persona that is a business person, okay? Yes. It's you're not being phony, nor are you creating somebody that isn't. But you and I both know if we sat down and had a beer under the tree, we might be a little different than if we uh, were working in an office or I was calling on you as a prospective customer. You know, there's a different. We're still the people we are, but we might present ourselves a little different. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, it's extremely fair. Yeah. And uh, I, I, when I was in the military, I spent time as an instructor uh, instructing officer candidates and uh, um, regular enlisted personnel. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a different, like, there's you as a soldier. Right. And then there's you as a teacher. Right. As an instructor and as a mentor. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I totally get that. Um, analogy. So my plan actually had been um, later this year when I do uh, self-publish my first book was mm-hmm. then I would ma- make a author page from yes. okay. on Facebook okay. and then use that as my author page. Right. I'm, I'm going to share again and we talked about this because it. I'm excited about this and remember I'm not a guru. I'm not, you know, the world's most famous person on this. But uh, 
the culmination of what's happening with jamesstrauss.com, which I knew because blogging has been blogging and talk shows have been the two focal points of the hub of my internet presence for since 2004. Okay, yes. so I used this format that we're on right now to bring people into my blogging. This was prior to social media. I think. MySpace was just coming in, you know. But what the talk show format allowed me to do was reach people globally. You know, I people that I I, mean, I was always used to marketing locally. You know, being known locally. I do a lot of volunteer work. Uh, we're very involved in our communities. We've worked with youth for you know ever since you know even when I was in my twenties. Okay. So, but when the internet was here, all of a sudden I could expand my my audience. Let's put it that way. And blogging still is the hub. But what social media does now, and I draw the circle when I talk to people personally, the hub of that wagon wheel is my blog. And the spokes that support the rim, and I think of the rim as my my audience, my market, all the fancy words you want to use, come to the hub and are connected to the hub through the spokes, and the spokes are Google+, Twitter, Facebook, uh, podcasting, and, and, and there are some other new ones now that I'm investigating, each of which has their own little quirks. You know what I mean? I mean, but again, again, you can't spend all your time in any one place. Or, or you can't spread your time over every place. But you as an individual, Perry Chalmers, and with your experience in working with people, you know this, you can become, in a relatively short period of time, a person of consequence, a person of notoriety, and a person who I want to follow. Now, does that mean everybody wants to follow you? No, but you really don't give a darn about those that don't want to follow you. <laughs> No. You you only care about those that do. Yep. And, and what social media allows us to do is find out where those people are. You can do that on Twitter. You can do that on Google+. You can do it on YouTube. I didn't bring in YouTube, which, by the way, you know, is the second largest search engine in the world. Yep. Okay. And I'm sure that you're utilizing YouTube at the same time. And, I uh, will be shortly. Actually. Yeah. Very good, very good. And and don't ever think that, you know, it has to be some professionally done slick stuff, okay? Uh, you know, it should be done nicely. It should be appealing. But um, I, I was chided many times with my off-the-cuff, man-on-the-street approach to videos. And it's very interesting that people who liked them, commented on them, and followed them liked that approach much better than the slick produced video. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and that's the advantage you have because of your wealth of experience on how to communicate with people. And with all this knowledge, what is it that you want to communicate with people about? Um. Uh Obviously, there's uh, veterans issues okay. um, that are uh, obviously uh, central to 
what I what I care about. Yeah, you um, have a cause. You have a cause. Yeah, um, but it, it's not the only thing. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm. I guess I just comment about everything right now, more or less, just trying to get my get myself established out there mm-hmm. and and build a, an initial following as I be because in the end I I. I want to separate my, because some of my blog posts have been fairly um, political about the ca- my cause, like the veterans issues and stuff like that. Right. So I want to separate that from my blog posts about my writing or my work for SmiteWorks, mm-hmm. because somebody that's interested in my blog posts or comments about veterans issues, whether it's here in Canada, the U.S., or mm-hmm. England or Australia, wherever veterans are, because right. the issues are the same. The issues are the same, um, yeah. The people that are interested in those don't necessarily want to see my posts about writing. Yeah, or I, can, I can appreciate that. Don't necessarily want to see my posts about Smite works and fantasy grounds and role playing games and vice versa. Okay, you have to do me a favor. I, I I think I know what Smite works is. Can you explain it to our audience of today, tomorrow, uh, and in the future? It's actually a company that's uh, currently based in Florida. Um, it's owned by a gentleman named Doug Davidson. He's uh, and it's basically a virtual tabletop software platform that enables people who enjoy playing role-playing games but can't necessarily oh. get together in a, a social setting like your local gaming store uh-huh. or okay. Cousin Bob's house, whatever the case may be. It right. allows you to um, play those games mm-hmm. on the Internet with people around the world. Okay. I, I, I like to think of analogies or personal experience. Uh, when my mother, in her 80s, I, I introduced her to the world of computers, and she was able to interact with her bridesmaids from the you know from 1940. Okay. Yeah. It, and, it, it, and these ladies wanted to play bridge. They lived in many states around the United States, so that's how. I mean, they formed their own. You might call it a tribe, right? So is that what you're? That's what you're talking about. In other words. Yeah. Okay, very yeah, good. I that, understand that. That's that sort of thing, yep. Okay. And uh, it, it's just one of many tools that are out there that enable that sort of thing. Um, there's several of them. They have different price points and expenses involved. Okay. Um, this just happens to be the one that I found. Okay. Um, I found a, a bit of a niche within the community. Um, I do community developing for different uh, role-playing games on that platform. Oh, wow, wow. Um so it, it's, and the real cool thing about it is, is I get a bit of uh, commission when that because okay, so there's an affiliate it. position there, right? It, it, it's kind of an affiliate, but it's more like a freelance almost. Uh-huh. Like I'm not directly employed by the company, right. but um, if I create a module for the the, pro, the software and I send it in, they approve it. It gets into the store, then I get commission. Okay, I understand. But I'm not tied to that company. Okay, okay. So it's just something I enjoy doing. Um, and so, and so I kind of, in the end, I just want to separate those three people, even mm-hmm. though they're all me. Right. But 
you know, if you're following me because of my um, business skills or communication skills, you don't necessarily want to see what I'm saying about that other stuff. Or you may not want to, you know, you don't want to go looking through a post mm-hmm. in all these other places. And, and to find them, yes. I, I, yeah, I, I can appreciate where you're going with that, yeah. Which is why, like, for instance, on Google Plus and uh, Facebook, we have that power and opportunity to uh, have as many pages as we want. You know, you could have your game-playing page, you being the, quote, expert or trainer. Then you can have your veterans affairs page. And then, of course, Perry Chalmers. And the the one thing I like even more than Facebook is that Google offers us the communities. Yes. And I think it's the communities where the power is. Yeah, because it, it, it's so easy to um, find people that have similar interests if you're in a community that you have mutual interests in. Right, yeah. You know, and, and that's actually how, you know, you and I first met and interacted. Right. We both happened <laughs> to be in a, a writers, bloggers, and authors community. And Miss Emily Hill made that post that, uh, you know, you and I both commented on and the right. conversation went from there. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic, fantastic. And, and that's um, internet marketing and networking at its best right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be a devil's advocate here, okay? Yep. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, you know, you and I, there was a format we were going to talk about writing a book, which I know you're, you know, you're involved in that. And, and I really want to, whatever I can do to help, I want to talk about that. But again, I mentioned blog. The blog is, in my mind, considered the hub, okay? Yep. And I went to your blog site while we were speaking, and you mentioned that you were considering some changes. Yep. And here's what I've learned since I started blogging. And I learned it by asking my audience, in my opinion, this is my opinion, when I go to your blog, I find it very hard to focus. And the reason for my difficulty in focusing, now you got to remember my age too, okay? Yep. But remember, there's an awful lot of people like me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number one, there's too many colors. Yeah. The background is terribly distractive, and these are not negative conversations, oh, no, you know. And there's too many difference in font colors. Okay? Yep. So what I've learned to do is create a blog that pretty much always has a plain light background. I've increased my font to 16 minimum font size because unfortunately we have a lot of young people today that are not used to reading small print yeah i, I know that sounds crazy but you know it, and then you and then and then remember this their attention. yeah so and if you look at some of the blogs that are out there that are considered you know top blogs in different industries you will find that same thing that i'm mentioning larger type 
and and the middle of the blog, there's very little to distract me side to side, what we call sidebars. Yep. I've gone pretty much to one sidebar formatting where you have two sidebars. Yeah, I've, I've actually been playing with it a lot. Um, okay. It, it's it's changed probably five or six times. Okay. I, I just, um, for a while there, I found it really dark. Mm-hmm. So this was, but at the time, it reflected me. Yes, I understand. So um, now I've been moving, I'm trying to wait, move away from that mm-hmm. and uh, go to something a bit, bit lighter, a bit fresher, mm-hmm. um, which is entirely why I, I've been thinking about moving away from Blogger. Yes. Because I want to be able to have uh, control over More everything. Control. Yeah, we we talked uh, about that a little bit, I think, last week too. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of different options for uh, hosting or domains, uh, something like. You know, so it's just I'm still in it. It's you know I call it a work in progress. Even mm-hmm. though it's been there for over a year. Um, I'm constantly looking for ways to to improve it, um, ways to make it better. Yeah. Uh, so, and I don't mind criticism at all. I'm well, it is not criticism <laughs> is as much as it is suggestions. Okay. Yeah. You know, because and, to me, to me, criticisms yeah. is, is negative. And what I've just, you know, I shared with you my approach yep. and, and, and what I've learned. And that doesn't mean that your people, I mean, that's not, that's a, I hate that. But anyway, the people who yeah. follow you would definitely feel the same way, okay? Yeah. The other thing, I know that you talked to Mark Haltgren last time. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say he's not here, so I'm not blowing smoke up his fanny. Uh, Mark is my technical guy. Mark is who I rely on in helping me make decisions in the direction to go from the the from the technical side, okay? I'm not yeah. talking about creating my blog. I'm talking about using the, the formula or the format or the platform. Yeah, the CSS and the HTML, right. HTML and all right. that stuff. Now, I'm going to yeah. share with you that they, there's only one place for anybody to go, and I'm not alone in thinking this, and that is that you form a blog and website with using WordPress.org. Okay. Yep. WordPress.org needs its own hosting. And Mark has and helps you manage hosting. Now, there are some real potholes that I got involved in hosting. Okay? And you know, it took Mark to pull me out. <laughs> and and Mark has some hosting concepts that work very well for the beginning, you know, for the inceptions. And I'll share with you, we have moved ahead to get our own server for one series of websites. Okay? Yep. We're not sharing with anybody. But that's a $250 a month commitment. Yeah. Okay. Nobody needs that in the beginning. <laughs> Okay, I know. I just want to share that with you. And I don't yeah. know what Mark's current hosting options are. I would suggest if you, I mean, the, the thing, it, it, it's not just cost is what you're getting for service. You see what I mean? Yeah. Services, you know, somebody says, uh, I, my favorite story that I've, <laughs> this program has heard, uh, I don't know if I even told it when we were together, but 
we had an, an affair down at our horse arena on a Friday night. My wife had a wife and son had a horse show on the next day, about a hundred miles away. Saturday, okay? Yep. Went to start the truck Friday afternoon at the arena, and the starter didn't work. I called my father-in-law, who was a mechanic. I'm not. My one son is. My oldest son is a mechanic. I mean, that's what he does for a living. My father-in-law said, well, you can go to Chico, which is 25 miles away, and you can buy a hell of a starter at, I want to say, O'Reilly's. It wasn't O'Reilly's, but that AutoZone or, you know, something like that, a box store, okay? Yeah. And I, he says, yeah, you're going to save a lot of money. Well, in my town was Thomas Auto Parts, owned by a friend of mine whose last name was Thomas. And all of his employees were friends of mine. So I called him, and he said, come on in. And I, the truck was there. I got in the car, drove to town, which is about five, six miles. Got the, the starter. Yeah, the starter. And my nephew... My oldest son was busy. My nephew was a big strapping boy, about 24 years old. He put the starter in. And we started it up, and it really ran well, and we continued doing the barrel race at the arena. And when the night was over and I was wrapping up the arena, the truck didn't start. <laughs> okay? Now, here it is, like 9 o'clock at night on Friday night, and I got to drive 100 miles hauling a horse trailer the next morning, Right? And this is major family problems. I called Mr. Thomas at home. And he said, when do you got to get this done? And I told him. He said, you meet me down at the shop at 5 o'clock. Don't even worry about Well, if you can, take the old starter out, bring it in. I'll give you another starter. Meet me down there at 5 o'clock. My nephew and I went down. We met him there at 5 o'clock. My nephew put the new starter in, and away we went. What I didn't know at the time, because I am a real numbnut when it comes to mechanics, is that rebuilt starters have about a 20% failure rate. I didn't know that. Did you? Um, I knew they weren't the best of ideas. Well, well, but I mean, again, you know, I'm I'm a poor, dumb farmer, you know. So anyway, my argument and what I reason I tell this story, and this is being recorded again, is had I drove to Chico to the box store, and that same thing occurred. You tell me or tell our audience, where would I have been Saturday morning? Um, We'd be we're looking for looking for a new starter. Right. <laughs> well, in other words, we would we have not made the horse show. Texas yeah. is on the call. Who is it with us from Texas? Texas is here. Who's that? Kali Moses. I know they're live because I see their button open. Anyway, again, I I, I told that story to emphasize dealing with people like Mark, because that's what he does, has always been beneficial to me. Yeah. And and I think he could help you. Because, again, I, I emphasize I believe the blog is the focal point of anybody's Internet presence. Um, I mean, look, look at our... Look at our author blog, 5,000 visits per day, page views. They're spending 13, 14 minutes per visit. We have a bounce rate of 2%. 
And that one series, the book 30 Days Has September, has generated 6,340 comments to date in less than 90 days. But all that traffic is coming from the social media activity. Because obviously we're putting the information to come to the website in front of people who are interested. <laughs> you know, again, we're using social media, right? Yeah. But when we do post something, we don't make it public. You know, we, you know what I'm trying to say. We, 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 we target who sees it. And and that's the advantage that you and I and all the rest of us have today. And, and we, we're not talking huge investments. We're not talking spending a lot of money. But we are spending time. And, of course, time is something that's valuable also. But my opinion over the last, since 2004, has been the hours spent on the Internet have overall provided a very comfortable hourly compensation. <laughs> It's very comfortable, enviable to some people, not as big as what the big gurus talk about. But I just like to say it's extremely comfortable. You know, I mean, it's it's more than most people who are public service or professional service providers make per hour. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Texas, are you going to join us and say howdy? Hello, Texas. Come on in on the call. Share with us what your uh, your ideas and experiences have been on possibly writing or publishing books online uh, or on the Internet uh, or growing your business, starting your business. Uh, share with us where you are. This is a talk show. Perry Chalmers is with us. We met Perry on Google+. He joined us last week. He's a veteran from Canada who uh, has a, a lot of the same desires that I have and, and we share experiences together and again through social media we met we didn't know each other from Adam uh, what 10 days ago <laughs> yeah it was literally um, uh, you know four or five days before the last show right right and and all, all I did was read what you responded to somebody else's post on Google Plus and you responded back to me and I responded back to you now that did take time and energy by both of us. But a, a relationship was established that may grow into something, you know, beyond our comprehension today or may just kind of wither away. But the interesting thing is that relationship was started and, and formulated and grew not on any monetary basis. It was more the sharing of ideas. And I think that's what that's what people that's what people forget about in social media. They're always on social media with their palms up. And if everybody can learn to spend time on social media with their palms down, they never have to ask about filling their palms up because it will be filled. Do you think that's a True statement, Perry. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I agree with it completely. Um, it it's you know like I I've said before, it was really cool how um, we just both commented on a, a post, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just sort of grown. Um, I've I've talked to Mark 
Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I made a, a blog post about being on the show. And yes, you did. I, I saw our, our, our interaction. Right. And it's funny because that blog post has only been up, um, what? Uh, well, a week, or probably less than a week. April 12th, you put it up. Wednesday, April yeah. 12th. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that uh, that post actually has the most views out of any of my posts. Wow. Now, let me ask this part of it. Did you advertise your post through social media? Um, whenever I make a post, okay. I share it on G+. Okay, good, good. Uh-huh. Um, publicly. Uh-huh. Uh, I share it on Twitter. Usually, not always. I do share and, it on uh, um, I'm actually starting to share it a little bit on Facebook. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. Um, as weird as it sounds, um, most of the, the, the people or most of my family, outside of my immediate family, um, one, don't know that I blog. Mm-hmm. Two... Um, don't know the extent of uh, the issues I'm having with my PTSD and stuff like that. Right, right. So be, just just because um, I've never really talked to them about it, mm-hmm. so it's it's something I never shared with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, up until that last post, uh, well, I didn't really have Facebook before, but that last post I shared it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I go look at the the, the particular stats for that <laughs> that post, um, like uh, forty one views in the last week. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and you know, uh, there's like over a dozen. Um, there's re- comments on re- it. Re- well, over a dozen referrals from uh, Facebook. Oh, very good. Uh, very good. You know, so there's, and usually most of the comments I get are are people that I know, anyways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, within the circle that within the circles or communities that I hang out in on Google Plus, anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I'm but I'm starting to drive a bit more um, traffic. I'm never going to reach millions of views. Well, you don't and, need a million and, views. You don't need and, a million views. And it really, views. you know, I, right. but I, I'm establishing my niche, my market, mm-hmm. I guess. And, you know, um, when somebody likes something I say or, or you know, reshares it, mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, it's just going to drive more, more people to, 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 to see it. So. Right. You know, uh, again, you're a very unique individual in the fact that you basically have two persona, uh, two, two directions, two mindsets, two two parts of you, two parts of you that are truly interconnected but yet stand alone. And number one is your concern about the veterans situation, which of course is 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 uh, selfish because you have your own challenges as a veteran. And as you know, I mean, you know, we found out on our website, 
you know, you're not alone in that fight. You're not alone in that condition. And But the one thing, Perry, that we're finding out on the website, and, and you know, with 100 and, in two weeks, the book has received 118 five-star ratings on Amazon. And, and these are not people we're putting words into their mouth, and they're saying, Finally, somebody understands. Finally, somebody is writing about something that is real without any be. You, you know what I mean? In other words, yep. the the people are gravitated to to what what the quality is. Okay, that that's what I'm. And you have that side of you because you have the personal experience. You know how to communicate. You were a leader in the military. So so you have the power to help people come along. Then the other side of you is something that I don't personally understand, but I, maybe I'll be interested in, is, is I guess, quote, the, the gaming side of it. Is that right? Yep. See, and, and so there's actually two Perrys out there. And you will find that I would suggest a Perry Chalmers veteran issue social media thread both on Google Plus, a community possibly on Google Plus, and a page on Facebook, and then also the Perry Chalmers Gaming Professional, both on Google Plus and 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 it's not that we're separating you because you, nobody can separate you. You're still you, you know. Because I, you know, I may be wrong in this, but I I don't see the two becoming a blended community. No, and and that's in a way why I was looking at separating that because I know that the the two don't coexist at the in the same moment. I mm-hmm. guess is the best way to put it. You know, like if I'm if I'm talking about um, role playing games and or writing, then mm-hmm. unless I'm writing about a veterans issue, then right. It's really hard for me to use that uh, at all, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right. and, and you may end up, and this is funny because, you know, life today is not always what life is going, you know, our lives, what they're going to be tomorrow. And, and it could be that the Perry Chalmers ends up, losing part of you, you know, I mean, focusing more on veterans or focusing more on gaming, okay? Because sometimes as we as we go along and things start generating success, we find it difficult to multitask and be in two places at the same time. But it, it, that has happened to people, as you well know. You know, I mean, there, yeah. there's times when, in the last, of course, my age is becoming a factor, but in the last couple of years, I have literally divested myself of activities that were dragging me down, even though they were passions of mine. Okay? But as you get older and as your body starts to slow down a little bit and your mind starts to slow down a little bit, you have to take the energy that God gave us and put it where, where you feel the best, you see. And and so I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago as far as activity, mental activity, physical activity, and earning activity, you know. Because I found out that it's uh, there's an awful lot of people that I really don't enjoy 
uh, working with, even though they pay pay huge amounts of money to have you work with. <laughs> but it, it's not worth it to me. You see what I mean? It's not worth the, the energy. Texas, yeah. I sure wish you'd join us. Uh, you know, there's nothing we can do to drag you in, but uh, we'd like to hear from you where you are, uh, what interests you have, and, and uh, you know, hopefully you come back. Or type it. Oh, you're not on the computer, so you can't type in the chat box. So I was going to have a young lady uh, join us today. I interviewed her, oh, eight, nine years ago. She lives in Las Vegas. Uh, her background is very good. She was the basically the copywriter for Richard Allen. And if you don't know who Richard Allen is, you can Google him. A very famous motivational speaker and, uh, you know, one of the big guys, okay? I remember when Richard started. Uh, he, Denise was uh, his copywriter, so she wrote his stuff, all right? And uh, now she is a actually a writing coach. She has a very strong, solid group on Facebook, pretty much nonfiction writing, okay? Uh, she prefers to work with people who write nonfiction, real-life episodes, which, of course, lends itself to what you're doing or thinking. Yes. And Denise was going to come on to talk about what to expect because th this is the thing. She's going to join us next week. Uh, when I talked to her this morning, she had a, an appointment you know, at this time, so what the hell? We lost out on, on uh, Denise. But... Since what we're doing, we've been several years away, my associate Jim, Jim Strauss, wonder, he had a perception of how the book would sell the first week, okay? I didn't because I work in a different level. That's why we've been good associates because we both think differently. And I'm tickled to death with our results, and he thought it would do better. So what I'd like to do is get a conversation going about these expectations because what I've learned is if we expect too much, contrary to some of these mind-blowing gurus who are full of crap 90% of the time, if you set expectations too high, you have set yourself up into short-term downhill direction, okay? And And... All my life, I was taught well, I believe, and many of my friends and associates that we've grown businesses together, we always had goals, short-term goals, that were reasonable. I didn't say easy. They were reasonable and achievable. And because we were able to achieve them, the next set was always a bit higher, you know, a, a bit better, okay? R rather than to sit there and say that I'm going to do this magnanimous goal, I'm going to write this book in two months or one month or, you know, something like that. A and then you start beating yourself up because you're not meeting these goals. I did a video on YouTube, if you ever go to my YouTube channel, uh, on smart goals. And it's been, it's had good traffic over the years. I think I put it up about four or five years ago. And that's the whole idea, you know, uh, this goal-making or goal-setting, I think people really stretch too far. Now, when I say that in public, there's people say, oh, what do you know? You, if you don't set your sights high, you'll never reach them. Well, if you set your sights too high, I'll guarantee you you'll never reach them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, I mean, and, and haven't you found that out working with people in the military also? Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, goals need to be, um, they had a, it, it kind of goes along with uh, training. It needs to be realistic. Um, it needs to be attainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you need to be able to take your long-term goal and break it down into short-term goals Thank you. and then use those as um, benchmarks. Yep. And I don't mean I need to have my book out by this date. Yeah. I mean, it's more, okay, I need to have, um, this is what I want to tell in my story. Yeah. Or this is what I want my book to say. All right. Here's my, I got to make sure I cover this. All right. Now the next step is having an edit done. Mm-hmm. All right. Do, do I need to do a rewrite? Do I need to do a re-edit? Do I need to do a copy edit? Do I need to do a, a you know, a developmental edit? Mm-hmm. All that kind of, but, you know, if your long-term goal is to sell a million books, yeah. you're not going to sell a million books with one book, you That's know, right. unless you... But you have to sell the one book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and there was something that uh, you talked about um, where... Uh, Last time you were talking about releasing um, a chapter a day of yep. Mr. Strauss's book. Oh. And, well, uh, not every day because it takes longer, you know. But yeah. a couple of chapters a week. A couple of chapters yeah. a week. Not, not a month. Um, it can't be a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the really um, cool things about that, and I was going to do some, a bit of research on it, one of the authors that I happen to read a lot of um, is actually a self-published author. Mm-hmm. And I found him on Kobo uh, just after my wife gave me my Kobo. What is Kobo? No, that's something new to that's, me. That's uh, um, it's a, a Canadian company. It's a Canadian e-book. Oh, um, okay, okay. Like Nook or, or Kindle, yeah. right? Yeah, it's part of the, the Chapters Indigo family. Oh, okay. Uh, it's their e-reader. And when okay. my wife bought me the e-reader, it was the only one we could get in our area. And how is that spelled? Uh, K-O-B-O. Oh, K-O-B-O. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, his book was free. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, he had um, a series of books. Mm-hmm. There was three or four books out at the time. And the first one was permanent free. Mm-hmm. Or is basically permanent free. And oh. he now has uh, six or seven series out. And every book in each each series is permanently free. Mm-hmm. And he's got uh, 50 or 60 books. Now, some of these books are, um, like if you were to print them, they would be considered uh, in the pulp genre, uh-huh. like, 30s and 40s type thing. Right. On that type of the pulp paper that they made books out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they happen to be books that I find enjoyable. So I've now um, purchased almost every book he's written. So, he so you purchased the, you've purchased the paperback, but you met him through the Kobo. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And I have almost all his books on Kobo as well. 
I see. And then any book that he does have a a print version. Uh It's not all his books are print version yet. And it's Mm -hmm. something he just started branching into. Um, I have a copy of either here or en route. And uh, it's, he first started selling eBooks in 2011. Wow. Brand new. Yep. Um, He just recently sold his 700,000. Wow. Fantastic. Now you you said that his ebooks are free, but he's selling the paperbacks. Yes. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, the first book of every series he has an ebook. Oh, of a series. series. Okay, I yeah. understand. And, uh-huh. and he's got like six or seven, and uh, he has several posts on his blog site. And I was going to go research them and just got busy, um, where he talks about the advantages of having um, that first book in a series permanent free. Because there's some authors that won't do it, and there's a lot of a lot of authors that do do it, and he makes a really good reason. Right. Uh, if they find a book and they like it, they will buy the second book. Okay. And they will buy the third book. Right. But if the book is not that first book isn't necessarily free, then you may not attract those readers in the first place. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he's he also says it's not something you can do if you only have one book. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or, you know, so you got to get that first book out there, yep. get it followed up by a second book in a series if you're doing a series, mm-hmm. and, and have the third on the way. And when right. he first started, he had six or seven books books that he had written already. Yeah, it's, it's kind of trying. like Jim. You know, we, we have these books that just, are sitting there and you know we're we're looking to do nine the rest of the year and he hasn't uh, or so you know it's a really cool to see his progress and he comments about stuff and he interacts with his readers all the time on his website oh what's his website it's uh jonathan moeller jonathan moeller m-o m-o-e-l-l-e-r Jonathan Moeller. Is he in Kauai? Uh, I'm not sure where he lives. Hold on. I just tried JonathanMoeller.com. There it is. Pulp Writer. Okay. I got there. I got there. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I am so happy that you came back, Perry. I'm looking forward to us doing this again. Down in the bottom, if you see in the chat room, I put down the link to the YouTube channel that has the smart goal video. Again, it's yep. nothing major. It's just something to remind us, and you might want to share it with your friends. Um, I really would appreciate the opportunity of continuing to follow your progress. I would like to see you uh, interact with Jim Strauss if you haven't already. Um, I actually haven't. Okay. I have I did buy his book on Kindle. Okay. Um, and I, but I haven't started reading it yet. It's okay. on my read list. <laughs> okay. Well, you know that that's fine. I'm also going to put here in the chat room um, the link. I'm sure you already have it. Uh, to 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 do. Uh, come on, check it. What am I doing wrong? Don't get old. Whatever you do. Okay. There we go. Da, da, da. Okay. Now. You know that on his site there is the book 30 Days Has September. There's also several other books there. And I sent you the link. 
the reason I want you to, because the comments, since Jim answers almost every comment, that in itself has become a huge dialogue. Yes. So there's over 6,000 comments, you know, on 30 days alone, the, the, the Vietnam saga. So I, I really, and I'm going to talk to Jim. And uh, the other thing that I don't know if we talked about last week, real quick, because the wife says it's time. Uh, the readers of the book who have commented on the website, which has become a community of veterans, almost everybody there is a veteran or the spouse of a veteran or the child of a veteran, okay? And mostly combat vets. Um, we're going to have a gathering July 4th in the middle of the United States in Kansas. And somebody suggested it. So it looks like we're going to have a uh, Vietnam veteran rendezvous in the town of Winfield, Kansas, <laughs> around the July 4th weekend or during the week, okay? And I put a survey up on the website, and already 60 people have said, absolutely, we're coming. Now, those don't sound like huge numbers, but just think how all this was generated. You know? And these are the kinds of things that social media can help us with and that blogging can help us with. I mean, who would have thought three months ago that so far 60 people have publicly declared they want to come? Who knows how many other people want to come? So I think that's a wonderful testimony to the system of effective social media, using social media effectively, and sending traffic to the hub the blog, the website, which is truly the extension of your personality. Does that yes. make sense? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hey, Perry, we got to go. Shirley's the boss. I'm just applesauce okay. here. I yes. really appreciate you coming. I'm going to post this. Uh, you, you know that you can always access all of these uh, episodes. There's 361 of them now. Don't don't feel bad about sharing it with your friends. We're not we're not selling anything here, are we? We're just talking about good things and how we all can help each other take that step forward and maybe stretch ourselves a little bit, but don't stretch too far. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Tip Perry, thank you very much. And I, I wish you the best week and I'm sure we're going to chat online. Yep. Thanks for having me again. Okay. Thank you, Perry. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.